What is up guys? This is All The Smoke on Strength and Physique with your hosts, Adam and Chris, where we provide you with evidence-based information, community support, and recognition to all who are betting themselves with fitness. All right, welcome back to, to All The Smoke on Strength and Physique here. We got a no special guest today, but... Whoa, whoa, whoa. We got, we got Creed back here with us. We got Zoe. We got special guests. They just can't talk, all right? Okay, my fault. Well, we have the pups on the podcast, um, in the background, at least in the podcast. You guys, again, won't be able to hear or see them. Creed looks like he's very, very exhausted. It's been a long week for both of us. Uh, but something that <laughs> we felt the need that we needed to kind of bring in discussion specifically on a podcast was just the behavior of exercise. I think all too many people feel that once they begin this behavior of exercise or, or dieting, it has to be labeled as a fat loss phase or a reversal phase. And if you say it's just a maintenance phase, it's really uncomfortable for a lot of individuals to accept just doing the behavior. And I think there's a lot of merit to that because right to be an expert at anything, it becomes the hours that you continuously do the thing. The thing we're talking about is, you know, being consistent with exercise, being consistent with your nutritional habits. But Chris, again, you just came off a show. Can you speak about a little bit of, you know, being consistent? Because again, your life has changed dramatically. But what are those things that you've been able to continuously do and not feel the need to be in a fat loss phase or, you know, in a reversal phase, but for your mental, physical, and spiritual health, what are you doing currently? And give a little bit of background of what's going on with you right now. Yeah. And I was going to actually give my background as well, because it's sort of hard to grasp anyone's situation, even though I'm about to tell you my thought process you got to think that I'm experiencing this from a completely different perspective. So it might be slightly different for you. It, it might be more severe. Uh, but that's that's the unique thing about all of us is it's very individualized to us. And the biggest thing coming off my show, it was something that I knew I was not going to do another show. However, if I wasn't going into a doctor's program, I probably would have. But with that being kept in mind, I think the biggest things that I had to do consistently after my show is I started working out still. So actually, just to give you right after the show, I had this mindset that I was going to work out. I was going to I was going to focus on my nutrition, my training, and I was going to continue to get more size throughout my whole program. However, I would say about within the first month after my show ending, maybe even sooner, I got injured or not injured, sick. And this was eye-opening because I had this new stressor of school in my life, and it, it was something that was probably weakening my immune system. And then I dialed back from six days working out to four. And then doing that, I did that because I was like, okay, if I'm going to get sick this quickly while in school, 
while doing six days a week, I'm probably just doing too much. Like I, I, it's been a very long time since I got sick. So that's what I took that information as. And I was being a lot more cautious because school was my main priority. So going down to four days, then I got injured. Uh, nothing major. I had some tendinopathy uh, that every now, very rarely pops up, which tendinop tendinopathy is just inflammation of a tendon. So think of it as like, you're just, you're overusing a muscle and the tendon is feeling it. So I started experiencing that even though I went from six to four. So that happened. And then I got sick again. And I was like, I just took two weeks off just to like let my body fully reset. And during that two weeks, I was still focusing on nutrition, like normal balanced meals. Uh, I actually upped my veggie intake uh, like a month after my show because the cravings were still really hard. Like I would still eat way more than I needed to. So I upped my fiber intake, hoping that would crave some hunger. And then that's when my body weight started plateauing. But it also started plateauing when I got back up to my weight that what I will say is my body set point, which the body set point theory is just like where your body's most comfortable based off of your past history. So I would say like the biggest struggles I had was me being in that mindset of I'm going to bulk. And when I didn't do that or when my body wasn't responding well, I still had that as my main focus, which looking back at it, what I should have continued doing was just continued the training that I was doing in my show and then see how that adjusted with my body. And I probably would have avoided getting sick, would have got avoided an injury and a sickness again. So, yeah. I think, I mean, a lot of those variables that you spoke about, I mean, some of it's a little uncontrollable, but as you said, right, going into a physique show is very stressful, both, again, a lot of the perspectives, mental and physical. And I think what is really interesting, though, you going into your doctorate program, though, you had a whole plan of, you know, instead, like you said, going into a bulk, putting as much lean body mass as you could, but life happens. Life is messy. Behavior is messy, but relying on those basic principles, as you said, is trying to get in some sort of training, getting up, upping your veggie intake, focusing on the recovery process. And I think all too many people neglect listening to their body whether whatever phase we're going to call, but I want to speak about, you know, the the phase where you're not losing, you're not gaining, you're just kind of, I I say the phrase is just gain taining. Like we're, we are continuously gaining experience through the behavior that we're, we're wanting to adhere to, whether that be again, dietary adherence, whether that be again, training experience, so where are you, I guess, currently with all of those things and how are you framing that perspective in your mind? Again, because you you would say, I mean, I would argue for you is you have a whole, like, the whole stress is probably as much, if not a little bit more from the physique show. It's just a different type of stress. So you would, you would say the stress is more now? Is that what you're saying? I would honestly think what you're doing right now is, if not the same or more stress-inducing 
than a physique show because you enjoy i mean i'm not saying that you maybe didn't you're not enjoying your doctoral program but it's hours on hours just sitting right cognitively and maybe not doing some of the things that you want to do if that makes sense like you're not again you had this whole plan of going into a bulking phase doing all of xyz but the stress of not being able to do that is a whole nother additive stress on top of all of the academic responsibilities that you have. Yeah. And this is, that makes sense. So thank you for clarifying because this is something I love bringing up to people is I always preach everything in life is going to be a stressor added to your body. And you, you may not think it is, but taking your dog for a walk, is putting stress on your body. Although it could be a form of stress relief. Uh, For example, walks can be very relaxing. So that might be a bad example. However, a lot of things add stress to your body. And to be quite honest, I have no idea whether school or prep was more stressful on my body. Both I can tell were stressful, but honestly, with my mindset, I would have to run information or run tests to see like my cortisol levels and see how my stress is now compared to then because the the symptoms I'm experiencing from stress from school and then stress from the show, the symptoms were totally different too. Like the symptoms for when I was stressed in prep, it, it would get to the point where I would get out of bed and my my body felt so heavy. Like I couldn't hold my body up. And then I would have to take my dog for a walk. And it was just the most exhausting experience. Like every step felt like, like I was carrying like rocks on my body and like they're a hundred pound rocks. Now with my stress with school, like you said, it's a lot of sitting, it's a lot of information going into my uh, brain. And now this stress is like, I'm exhausted. Like I feel tired all the time not like physically, just like mentally. So I think it's important to realize that like what you said, and then on top of me not being able to do what I wanted, that's another stressor. However, since I've been in this program, I think the biggest thing I've recognized is it's really hard to not make progress if you just stay consistent. Because the more I learn in regards to how many things control like a joint or what impacts, what gets impacted is if you are what I would call a maintenance phase, you're still likely improving things. Like you're, you're going to build stability. You're going to get, you're still going to get stronger, even though you're lifting the same weight. Uh, And it's something I probably took for granted because, or you're building a threshold, like, your threshold will increase because you're continuously doing the same thing, which your body is going to get a lot more adapted to that. And that's just going to be like your new light day, for example, or your new light week. So even though you're in a maintenance phase, if you stay consistent, I still think it's going to provide you benefits because it's just going to build your threshold, I think. And what what else do you think it would impact? I, I probably I assume you agree with the threshold aspect. No, I, I agree with a lot of what you said. And I think the one thing, whether we call it a, a phase, 
I think again, the, the maintenance phase scares a lot of people. It's like, well, coach, now I'm not working towards anything. I'm still having to do this thing, but it's 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 awkward. The the goal isn't in sight, or I'm not getting in reinforcement through the scale, through my clothes. Your reinforcement now is just doing it. And this is where I think a lot of us have to reflect back on it is what you weren't doing it before. And now that you are consistently doing the damn thing, as you said, Chris, you're going to continuously improve, whether that be, again, mentally, whether that be, you know, getting stronger or building a tolerance, all of those things, you are still improving. It just might not be as an immediate enforcement as whatever phase, again, if it's a fat loss phase or a maintenance phase, we see the scale up, we see all of this. Don't neglect just doing the behavior as not being progress. Because again, exercise and following proper dietary patterns is complex enough. But we don't give ourselves, and I think you and I are both guilty of this, but more so I've seen it more and more with my clients, especially in this time of year when holidays are coming up. We're starting a, a, a new year, new me type of nonsense. We feel like we have to flip a switch rather than just almost ride a midline of doing just enough to not regress, right? They say if you want a room to be clean, the best way to keep it clean is to continuously keep it clean, not wait it for it to continuously, you know, get dirty and pile high deep in dirt and papers, but more so consistently cleaning up after yourself. And I think that's the most important. If you want to stay in shape or get in shape, the best way to do that is to stay in shape. And that goes through consistently doing the things that you did in a fat loss phase, but not relying on the the reinforcement of body fat changing or whatever the case may be that you were looking for. I think you just dropped one of the best analogies that I'll probably use. And I don't even think you realize you just dropped that smoke. So think of, think of exercise as, as your room. Like if you want to look really good, if you come into a very clean room, you have to continuously keep putting things back in place. Because like Adam said, if, if you just keep letting things build up, if you throw a sock there, uh, t-shirt there and you just keep letting it build up and build up you're not gonna get to where you want to be with a clean room and you can sort of co- continuously think of that and that's why focusing on the process is so much because if every single day you uh miss sleep or you miss your training day those things add up just to have outcomes that you don't want and if, if you focus on every single day and for example, when you work with me, I have individuals send four things every single morning, Monday through Friday. That's your morning weight, your water that you drank yesterday, the amount of sleep you got and your something nutrition based, depending on the person depends on how, what that nutrition based thing is. It could be two meals. It could be uh, your macros. It could could be your protein. It could be that you just ate, whatever the case is. But those four things, water, sleep, training, and nutrition, if you consistently at least focus on those four things day in and day out, 
you're going to get to where you want to go. And this goes back to, again, the all or nothing mindset and how easy it is to lose sight of those four variables that you just listed, right? Because if one is neglected, all three of them fall as well. It might not be significant, but they do lose their merit. If my sleep falls, right, again, you start to be a little bit more hungrier. You start losing a little bit more training effort. Caloric expenditure goes down. One variable affects all of them. That's why I will continuously say to myself and to all of my clients, do not lose sight of just doing the damn thing day in and day out. Because 95% of the individuals in this world cannot do that. They do it for a short-term period, and then they regress right back to what they were doing before. Make it slow, make it steady, and make it a part of who you are. It doesn't need to now be a fat loss phase. In, or a- in something, sorry to cut you off there, but something that I recently started this morning, Monday through Friday, checking with these four variables, and I factored it in because we were doing a podcast, and they were talking about it, and they they showed or the individual, I forget who it was, but they, the individual said how wonderful it was. And something I've noticed since this is the mindset that happens when someone misses one of these things, because it gets to the point where someone misses something and then they miss two, three days of check-ins. And then I'm like, I'm reaching out to them like, Hey, what happened? Like, can you send your morning check-in? Uh, and I've got to the point where if someone doesn't send their morning check-in and I notice it, because I mean, if I, if I'm having a ton of check-ins coming in, I might miss like, so that someone didn't send it one specific day. But if I start to not see you two days in a row, three days, then I'm going to get on you and be like, what's going on? Like, why are you not focusing on these things? And something I've noticed, like I said, is if someone misses their macros, or they miss their water intake, they just avoid sending that check-in because whatever reasons, I I can only make assumptions. I'm not saying this is why they did it. They could have just forgot, but they might feel bad. They might feel like they failed that week and then they're just stopping. And that's the biggest thing that I think I'm benefiting by implementing this is because I don't criticize them or I don't down them, or I don't praise them if they hit these things. These things are just there so that you can focus on it every single day. So what if you don't hit your macros one day? But if the next day you send that to me and you you say, oh, I didn't hit my macros yesterday. You just told me you didn't hit your macros. So that's going to be on your mind today. Like you're not going to let that happen. That's my intention is I don't want you to let it keep happening. So that's the point of those check-ins. You know, I think, again, self-monitoring is the reflective process of self-monitoring is very powerful. And what you're doing about monitoring and, and having that check in with your you as the coach every single day, it could be really powerful. But then I also, again, worry, it seems like, you know, clients get a little anxious on it. And this is where I think, again, is don't be afraid to take that step back and like, don't track these things. Let's see how it feels when you don't track those things. Are you, again, be blatantly honest with yourself. Are you doing the damn thing? And this is where I continuously say the power of being in a a fat loss phase or a power of being in a reversal phase. Sure, again, we are 
I'll call myself and Chris, again, we're scientists when we work with our clients, like each individual is a case study. But we sometimes have to learn that data sometimes is literally just a way for us to collect information and more accurately guide our process. But don't take away your perceptions of what is going on. Don't rely always on the objective variable, right? Because those can easily almost like lead you or guide you in the wrong assumptions. And I'll, I'll lead to an example with a client myself was right. He was feeling some type of way in a fat loss phase. We brought him into a reversal, not a reversal. Sorry. We brought him into a diet break. And I, I told him, I was like, Hey, I, I, I always am. I'm not sure what's going to happen. You never know sometimes. And I think that is a phrase that I think more and more coaches need to say. And rather than being hard objective, it's like, we're going to respond and we're going to react what happens but do the damn thing. And once you do the damn thing, then we can make the decision. And because he did the damn thing, positive things just started to happen, right? He actually started losing weight and we turned one week diet break into a whole fucking month. And then we started easily just reversing him out of that. So this is where I said, like, don't be married to one way. Don't be married to a number. Be married, as we've called it a little bit, the process and be married to just doing the behavior because so many people can't do it and don't let one day or or one variable guide you to, Hey, I'm just not doing it all over again. No, the obstacle is the way understand. Okay. Hey, I, I missed this. How did that make you feel? Right. I think journaling, and I think it's really popular nowadays on social media. If you have to write it down, write it down. But I think the more important thing for you to do is learn something from everything the biggest thing that I've learned through my previous fat loss phase is Adam can easily get distracted and just eat like an a-hole. In my environment, if I create my environment that does that, nowadays, all the cereals, all of those foods that are caloric dense for me are no longer here. Because when Adam is stressed and Adam is hungry, I go to those things. And I'm not saying like comfort comfort food is a thing. It's just easily, it's acceptable and it's readily there. So I will have that rather than taking the time to, you know, prep food. Now that I, you know, I've got my weight goal, I've done all of that. I'm just doing the damn thing that got me here. And that's where I think too many people lose sight of, well, now I'm here. What do I do? Keep doing the same damn thing. It's harder. But again, if you did it appropriately, you, you gained the knowledge and the competencies of why you were doing things it should be a lot more enjoyable. And I think a really big thing with this is just your mindset. Like if you are hard on yourself, like it's okay to be hard on yourself and reflect, but there's, it comes to a point where it can negatively impact you. And like we're saying, if you just consistently do the damn thing, whatever that thing that you're currently needing to do is, you're going to get to where you need to be. And if you shame yourself, if you are too hard on yourself, then it's just going to create other issues. And one of these issues is, for example, if we label a phase, a bulking phase, a bulking phase have a, has a lot of negative connotation with how you look compared to a cutting phase. Like you can automatically assume how one looks based on a cutting phase or a bulking phase. You already have a picture of someone 
when you say those two words. So just taking a different approach is extremely important with your mindset. And we'll actually close this podcast off. Sorry, I'm going to I'm going to hit you with that because it's not a different approach. The approach is the same, but what you said before, it's the mindset. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so I didn't like that's that's like, and it, it, again, it goes to show that this is such a, a a strange topic to talk about. But it is is Chris and our, maybe some of our you know a couple of listeners that know that getting more educated on the the behavioral psychosocial aspect of exercise and nutrition. Chris hit it on the head. It's the mindset. The thing that you're doing doesn't need to change. The mindset needs to change. It's like, it's not black or white. I'm not gaining or losing. I'm doing the same thing and let the adaptations occur. Yeah. And if you change your mindset or if you have a mindset that focuses on the words or the negative connotations, it can lead to things. And our next podcast will go a little bit in depth with that. But that was all the smoke today, guys, on just doing the damn thing and really just staying consistent. Because if you are too hard on yourself, like I mentioned, if if I just really shut myself down because I didn't go into my quote unquote bulking phase throughout my whole entire program, I probably would have suffered with my grades. Like if I just let that one ride out and continue doing six days a week, it would have been, it, I could assume that it probably wouldn't have, things would be different for me right now. So on the next episode, we'll go into something very specific in regards to having a negative mindset, but that was all the smoke today, guys. Thank you for coming out. Have a great night or day or morning, whatever it is.